0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Nick Tiffany's Movie Reviews in the podcast form. Today we are back with our third Seattle International Film Festival review. Last night I took in a, uh, a new movie, at The Egyptian, which was really nice being back at the Egyptian theater up in Cap Hill. Uh, I got to go to the Uptown Theater for the Steph Curry documentary near Queen Anne. Um, that was great too. Shout out to both venues also for serving you know, alcoholic beverages and great food and snacks and, you know, shout out to SIF just for keeping so many of these historic theaters in Seattle alive as well. It's really a cool experience to get to a movie theater and you're like, Oh, they've got these great curtains and look at all the design on the roof and on the sides. And it really does feel like a theater does because it is, it's not a movie theater. It's a theater theater. Um, So it's always fun taking in a film there and so it was fitting that we were going to a late night screening of a uh, potential monster movie with My Animal. My Animal is directed by Jacqueline Castell and written by Jay Matthews and the film follows Heather who is our teenage werewolf protagonist. I don't think I'm really giving anything away. By telling you that this film has an air of werewolfery around it, um, it's certainly not the driving force of the movie, and it's never necessarily the focus. So it's kind of like you know, it's it's there in the background. But this film is certainly more a coming-of-age film for this young girl who plays goalie. They're out in they're out in the Canadian wilderness in a really small town. It's always snowing. It's always cold. Heather plays hockey. She's the goalie that uh, wants to be a goalie for the adult team. But you know, she's kind of, kind of out here on her own. She's got a couple twin younger brothers, but you know, they're like Tweedledee and Tweedledum to her and just obnoxious. And so there's not, not too much going on in her life out there. Every night, especially when the moon is out, she's got to be careful when she goes to bed. There's Certain things like locks on all the doors, shackles kind of near her bed. Not for the reason you'd think, maybe. But, uh, but you know, it, it's clear she kind of seems to live a pretty isolated life. But all of that changes when a young woman named Johnny comes into town. She's a figure skater, and so she spends a lot of time at the rink where Heather works and uh, plays all her goalie when she's playing hockey there. And you can tell that Heather is kind of immediately drawn to this girl. Um, You know, she kind of has certain fascinations about her. She kind of has these almost visions of uh, her figure skating as she watches her and it kind of puts her almost into a little trance. So Heather... Played by Bobby Salver Menuez. I hope I pronounced that correctly. Um, You know, she takes an opportunity to go talk to this new girl. Learns her name is Johnny. She's played by Amanda Stenberg, who I knew I knew for some reason. And then getting home, I realized that she played Rue back in the Hunger Games, you know, 11 years ago. I was like, she looks familiar. But I'm like, why is that? I can't put my thumb on it. Well, that was why because she was a child having a spear hurled at her um, and one of the 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 saddest deaths in that movie for sure um so she meets johnny and johnny has a father who is also a figure skater and is just you know pushing her and pushing her and pushing her and both these girls almost kind of feel like outcasts so they form a friendship and and who knows Maybe it'll be more than that. The both of them certainly have a terrific chemistry, both on screen and just as the the characters do in the movie. Um, And as Heather finds herself more and more attracted to Johnny, she also has to reckon with the fact that she lives within a certain set of rules, rules to keep her safe and rules to keep others safe. And this is where I meant that, you know, the, the werewolf stuff, and again, I don't think I'm spoiling it, It's just kind of there in the background. I went into it thinking maybe it was going to be more horror, more full on action, whatever. Um, It is not. And it is not, that's not a knock on the film for not being that. You know, this is at its core, I think, you know, a coming of age lesbian teen drama that takes place out in the middle of the Canadian woods. And it just so happens that this girl happens to be a werewolf as well you know um it's never treated as the the focus of the story but it certainly informs a lot of her own decisions and her skepticism when it comes to how late she can maybe stay out or the situations she's putting herself in and at the same time you know she's this teenager going through all these hormonal changes on top of being this werewolf and so you know you're seeing outbursts at the parents because you know it's not fair that i don't get to go out i want to be a normal kid i want to do normal things and then of course when she does normal things and goes out and drinks with these kids or does whatever you're just like oh no something something bad can happen here you know where it's almost like a race against the clock um and so in a lot of ways i enjoyed this movie I enjoyed a lot of the kind of trance-like, dream-like sequences we have between Heather and Johnny. Um, I enjoy, to a degree, some of the dancing around the, the fact that, you know, she is a werewolf. Like, if we don't have to show it, we won't, kind of became the feeling of the film. Um, and, you know, like, it reminded me when they made the Godzilla movie. I guess like 10 years ago or so now. Um, And, you know, I just kind of kept waiting. I'm like, are we going to see Godzilla? You just get little glimpses here and there, little hints that you're like, okay, clearly there's a beast, but, you know, we haven't seen it. You'll see scars, scratches, footprints, certain things, and you're like, okay, I know it's here somewhere. You get a glimpse, a little fang here or there, the eyes glowing like the moon. But, Unlike Godzilla, at least, you know, there there wasn't a, I don't know, I don't, I didn't need a reveal in this film necessarily, but I don't know, I guess, I guess I was expecting a little bit, a little bit more out of the film to kind of help land the plane after they'd taken off. Um, there's some real moments of opportunity where I felt like, okay, cool, you know, here it comes. She's gonna wolf out. She, you know, people are gonna die. Something horrible might happen, and and the film always kind of errs on the side of caution. It never really gets to a point where you're like, oh, okay, I guess I guess we're moving on, or I guess we're just gonna take that one on the chin and move forward. Um, I looked into the film after watching it because I, I don't want to say, you know, it's definitely an independent film. It doesn't have a huge budget, but in learning a little bit about the movie afterwards. um, They shot it back in 2022. um, And this was during the Omicron variant because up in Canada, both their lead actresses got COVID. Production had to be shut down for two weeks. And because of it, they only shot for two months. But shutting down for that two weeks ate up at least a quarter of their budget, which I'm sure was not the biggest to begin with. Um, and I'm not saying that it shows in the movie, but reading that, I'm not saying it made me feel better, but it made me definitely understand a little bit more behind the production, maybe what they were going for and what eventually maybe they were able to, to do as far as effects go or where they wanted to take the story, but maybe what they couldn't end up doing. Um, because I think there's a really compelling story here. And I was completely invested in their would be romance, could be romance, and this, uh, you know, this tension between them and this whole idea of I'm like, okay, you know, can she make this work? Can she live a teenage girl life while within her limitations as a werewolf? Um, And there's a lot of really good, like, brilliant little moments that obviously kind of clue you into what the home life is like, um, maybe pastimes that she got out. Um, like I said, you know, there's lots of locks on all these doors and the way that they show it or, you know, you don't see them locking all of them, but you hear them and they're all really loud. Or the fact that, you know, she's chaining herself up at night to sleep just to make sure she doesn't get out. I'm, there's some really good stuff. Maybe I just wanted a little more and maybe I'm selfish and I don't mean to be And, you know, I want to be fair to the filmmakers here um, because the performances in this film are terrific. Um, The cinematography, I really actually was taken back by a lot, um, you know, for filming somewhere where it's almost constantly snowing all the time. You're driving on top of snow. Um, I thought they were able to use light in a really interesting way, in a really cool way. Or, you know, the fact that, you know, if we're going to be out doing something in the middle of nowhere, you need the car to be running to be warm. And so, you know, you've got this red brake light almost kind of within the smoke and the fog and the coolness outside while the two girls are talking. And there's all these moments that kind of create a, a decent amount of tension, whether they intend to or not, whether the scene is meant to be tense or not. You know, you're still like, all right, we're out here in the middle of the woods who knows what's going to happen? There's already some pretty douchey guys in this movie who you're hoping will probably get theirs at some point um, or get what's coming to them. But, uh, but I think what this movie kind of confirmed me too, though, and I was talking with my buddy Preston after we saw it, um, I think it's just – maybe it's just harder to do werewolf movies. And I really think that's just because people get caught up and, you know, okay, do we do – Do we commit to the werewolf bit? Are you going to be this monstrous, man-like creature who transforms and is, you know, probably still as big as a human, if not bigger? Or do we go, you know, do we go the Twilight route where it's like they are wolves, but they're like bigger wolves. They're like dire wolves, you know, some Game of Thrones. Like they got some meat on their bones and they're taller and larger and more deadly or do you say screw it you know we're just gonna go with like a wolf wolf and you're gonna be like a small you know still intimidating but you know you're gonna be a wolf um and you know thinking back to movies where i have werewolves or have some sort of fusion between the two it really is hard when i think back and i'm thinking about all the werewolves i've ever seen like it's I don't know if there's like a really clean transformation that exists out there and I'm willing to be proven wrong. Send me something. If you think like, nah, this, this is totally clean here. I'm like, I know the twilight, you know, they kind of like jump and the clothes tear off as they morph into a wolf. And I'm like, and those looks pretty decent. I'll give them that. Um, but I couldn't help but sit in the theater thinking about like, well, number one, like those masks you can get at Halloween stores and somehow if you go practical even if it's a little cheesy I think it plays better sometimes than either dancing around it or just going for the full visual effect and so you know and being in that theater setting there not just a movie theater but a theater I was thinking about Michael Jackson's Thriller and just all these little things even in that movie where the voice kind of changes if you're worried or, you know, she's running away from people or something, you know, or Michael, you know, to get away! As he's transforming into this werewolf, um, you know, this creature. Um, It just, I don't know, I'm like, you could do, you could do something where, you know, you got the shirt on and you got a whole bunch of hair sticking out of the hands. I don't know. Um, Again, I'm not trying to nitpick this film, especially with the the budget issues they had, it just felt like they were going, going, going. And it was building towards something, but it just didn't, didn't pan out. Maybe the way they wanted it to, or the ending just fell a little flat for me. Um, you know, so if this comes out on streaming, I would definitely check it out. It is fascinating enough. Um, definitely more of that love drama kind of story at the core of it. Um, great performances, uh, I don't know. It it just it left me wanting a little bit more, um, and maybe it's I maybe that's why they just make more vampire movies, because it's just a little bit I don't want to say easier to do. But you know, you just need some fangs, some white powder, a big collar and a cape maybe. But uh, but you know, you don't have to worry as much about those effects. Or you know, the vampire's just gonna bite you. He's just gonna suck your blood. He's not gonna rip your throat out like a wolf might. And I kind of wanted to see that, too. I was like, all right, you know, if we're going a wolf route, I'm like, let me, let me see some of the damage, at least maybe. But, but no cigar. So my animal, I liked it. I just needed a little bit more. And maybe that's just me. But, uh, but you know, and prove me wrong, though. If you, If you got a good werewolf movie out there that you think I haven't seen that's not, you know, an American werewolf in London or Michael J. Fox playing teen wolf basketball, <laughs> let me know. Because uh, I'm always, I'm always open to some more werewolves. <laughs> Thanks again for listening, guys, and stay tuned for some more SIF coverage.